This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. It's great to be with you this week on all of our radio affiliates across the country, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Our guest is San Francisco 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy, who went from being the last player selected in the NFL draft last year to leading the 49ers to the NFC championship game. He was 7-1 and one as a starter after Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Jimmy was replacing Trey Lance, who was injured in Week 2. The only loss for Brock was the NFC championship game against the Eagles, and he got injured. He got seriously injured early in that game, elbow surgery he had to have after the season. So we'll talk to Brock coming up. Also on this episode, you've heard me talking about the upcoming event I'm hosting at Valley Forge Baptist featuring Brian Dawkins. It's a night with Brian Dawkins, the former Eagles and Denver Broncos Pro Football Hall of Fame safety. So Lou Laporte, the outreach director at Valley Forge Baptist, he's going to join me to talk about his vision for this event. He had this amazing idea. We're going to have Eagles fans there. We're going to have the church family there. We're going to do it's going to be awesome. There's still some tickets available if you're in the Philly, South Jersey, Delaware Valley area. It's June 10th. Go to valleyforgebaptist.org slash Dawkins. It's really going to be phenomenal. We're going to talk about being relevant today because the last player who is drafted in the NFL draft is called Mr. Irrelevant. It's been a tradition for years. I actually hate the name. I hate the term, but it's silly. It's fun, whatever. At one point, the player got a trophy mimicking the Heisman, but instead fumbling the ball. They, they've they done different things with the player over the years. And anyway, Brock Purdy, he proved that being labeled Mr. Irrelevant wasn't going to stop him from having success. He had an incredible rookie season, came out of nowhere, third-string quarterback, Trey Lance goes down, Jimmy Garoppolo steps in, he gets hurt, and Brock Purdy goes 5-0. and He steps in and leads the 49ers to a victory in the game where he entered in the middle of the game and then leads them to five straight wins, two playoff wins, and then gets hurt. The Eagles dominate the 49ers. But Brock has excellent perspective, and it really comes from his Christian faith. And What I hope to convey to everyone today is none of us should really allow labels to limit us. People may try to label you. There's so many negative labels out there. Addict, alcoholic, victim, ugly, stupid, weak, loser, fat, selfish, unworthy, whatever. Whatever label anyone puts on you, it doesn't define you. We are all created equal in God's eyes. No matter what people are saying in this crazy world right now, Really, we're all equal in God's eyes. We're all saved by the blood of Jesus. If we believe, we're all saved by the blood of Jesus and redeemed by his gift of grace. I love what Paul writes in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece. How could we, pot, how could we possibly be any kind of negative label. Replace those negative labels with the truth, the truth of the Gospels, the truth of the Bible. Child of God, blessed, forgiven, loved, saved. Forget those negative labels. You can overcome. You can beat those. You can deal with anything out there through the gift of grace, saved by the blood of Jesus, 
created equal in God's eyes. Remember, you're a masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. Child of God, blessed, forgiven, loved, saved. I want you to hear a clip of my conversation with Brock Purdy because we sat down at the Super Bowl, and at the Super Bowl, I, I interview so many different players, and they all come to Radio Row, and different guys are promoting different brands, and sponsors are paying them to be there, and, and whatever it may be, but not Brock Purdy. He was there just to speak about his Christian faith, and I thought it was a, a really cool thing to see. Also saw him again at the NFL draft. Um, he was there, but this conversation is from the Super Bowl. I edited out much of it because it was football stuff that's not relevant at this point right now as we do this episode, but here's my conversation or a clip of my conversation with Brock Purdy. Brock, you're coming off an injury. So is Trey Lance. The team invested a ton to draft Trey in the first round a couple years ago, but you had great success last season. How do you view a quarterback competition? Thanks for having me. At the end of the day, both Trey and I, we want to win. We want to bring a Super Bowl back to San Francisco. We want to do whatever it takes. And, and uh, you know, if that takes us competing and bring, it, bring out the best during camp, so be it. Let's do it. And so we're both uh, excited to get back after this year. But first things first, we both have to get healthy. How disappointing was it for the season to, to end up and finish the way it did without being able to really field your full team, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucked. I'm not going to lie. Just, you know, going all the way throughout the whole season with all the ups and downs with people going down um, and then getting on a hot streak at the end and then, you know, losing in the NFC Championship with one game away from the Super Bowl. And so to go out like that, yeah, it, it was tough, but everything happens for a reason, man, and we're looking at the bright things and trusting that, you know, God is working through all of this. So, Brock, I made a point before that game to say you, you had only played in Seattle and in Las Vegas, but being from Philly originally, I know what those fans are like. How different was that environment? Yeah, I mean... It was electric, I'm not going to lie. You know, they wanted their Eagles to win, and uh, they're going to say and do things to try to help out their team. And um, But that's part of the game. I, honestly, I love going into environments like that. played in a bunch of environments with 90-plus thousand in college, so I was familiar with it. But going into that one was, was special because whoever won, obviously, was going to the Super Bowl. But uh, the energy was there. Um, it just sucks that we weren't able to compete like we wanted to because of the situation at quarterback. How much does your faith help you deal with the adversity of your situation right now, especially with some uncertainty and everything that you have to go through? Yeah, I mean, it's what I'm leaning on the most right now. You know, my whole life, that's what I've done is trusting God and know that he's got a plan for me, being the last draft pick to making a team in the NFL and then coming in and having to play. Um, I've always just leaned into my faith, and so nothing changes, especially with this injury in the off season. Is that something that you grew up in, a household full of, of, of faith, or at some point in your life you developed? Like I tell people my story, I was a fan of Christ, I went to church, but I didn't really know Jesus. And then I became a follower when I really submitted everything to him, and now I feel I'm a disciple, fan, follower, disciple. Now I just use my platform to spread the word. Did you grow up a follower, or is it something that you grew into? I would say I grew into it for sure. You know, my dad did a great job of laying the foundation of what our family was going to be built on in, in Christ and uh, went to college and, and learned a lot of things. And, and then I'd say, you know, towards the end of my you know college career, understanding what it looks like to, to have a relationship with Jesus, to truly live for him and uh, to dying to myself and what the world tells me and what I want throughout the world and then following Jesus and finding true life. And so, um, yeah, that's that's been the rock and my foundation my whole life. Well, Brock, no doubt with that is the rock 
Uh, I'm sure you're going to have a ton of success. You're going to have some ups and downs, but you know where who's got your back through every in the middle of each storm. So I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for the time. That was great stuff from Brock. Stay tuned for more Faith on a Field show. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors exclusive properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Welcome back to Faith on a Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonafieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there in case sometimes we cut them short. Today's case, we it was short, so you got to hear the entirety of the interview. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on a Field and tell a friend or two or as many as you would like about the show. If you want to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonafieldshow.com. We have so many different packages we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise on but want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonafieldshow.com. I told you earlier about the night with Brian Dawkins. I've been talking about it for weeks. It's coming up at Valley Forge Baptist on June 10th. Here is the outreach director at Valley Forge Baptist, Lou Lapore, in our conversation. Lou, it's great to talk to you again. We got an awesome event. I've been talking about this for weeks, maybe for months, about bringing Brian Dawkins to Valley Forge Baptist. The time is almost here. We're one week out. And this was really kind of your vision. Tell me a little bit about the idea behind what you want to do. Because I've had some events with Brian Dawkins before, but this is different. Yes, sir. So we, we every, each year at the church, what we do is we have a, a ministry called Share Joy Ministry. And uh, we, we sponsor different events uh, for the past 11 years. And the goal is always to build a freshwater well for one of our missionaries in a third world country. Because, Rob, you know, like I know in America— we have benefits through the roof, and, and some of these, these people who are starting these churches and, and these countries, they, they're starting with nothing. They don't have anything. So in an effort to help them uh, share the gospel around the world, we just envision that uh, this would be something that can help. And that really comes out of John chapter 4 with Jesus having a conversation with the woman at the well. And so as we partner with these missionaries, the vision uh, for it is to see them be able to have those same conversations in bringing the living water to people as they are you know, seeking out the physical water that's right there in front of them. So in, in regards to the event with Brian Dawkins, is it's trying to find an event that is going to uh, you know, attract people and, and, and people to enjoy, 
uh, in the present, but also have a uh, eternal uh, perspective in mind as, as we're running these events. So Brian Dawkins is a fan favorite. The church is about 20 miles outside of Philadelphia. So, you know, we're in Eagles country. And so as, as we uh, were pursued with this, this possibility and we look for open doors, you know, God's glory to his glory, we were able to uh, pursue this event and it just worked out. Well, I'll tell you something about the church because I've been there a few times. And when I, I wrote Birds of Prey after the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, 2018, and I, I went on a, a, just kind of basically a book tour in different churches I spoke at and, and different conferences and, and things like that. When I went to Valley Forge, it was in October of the 18th season, and it was on a Sunday evening. The Eagles had played in London, I think, against Jacksonville that day, and the turnout was incredible. After I spoke there and at did the book signing, the line was maybe an hour, hour and a half long, and it was the longest line that I didn't And I'd been everywhere. I, I was all over Jersey, all over Philly, and the people at Valley Forge were just so into it and and so welcoming. So I'm excited about being back. Uh, it, it, it's it's just such a, a great atmosphere over there. So your thought process was to, to have Brian and, and I, we're going to do two different type of events. We're going to first speak to the church family, and then you opened it up. You wanted, I love how you called it, a 700-level experience. Yes, sir. So the the, um, the thought with all this and in simply is just that, like you said, with the, with your book tour, is that our church family loves to hear about these athletes who, who love Christ and who are, um, you know, shining their light in their community and, and having influence in their, their circles and, and in their businesses or in their, you know, in, in sports, whatever it is. So we knew right out of the gate, once we say, hey, Brian Dawkins, who people know, loves the Lord and, and is outspoken about the Lord and the things of Christ, we have him in. We're gonna have we're gonna have our entire church family wanting to get a ticket and want to be a part of that event. But however, with again keeping the eternal perspective, we wanted to have that 700 level show because with everything that we do, Rob, we want to share the gospel. We want to see people come to Christ, and so it's an amazing event to run a, a, a situation or, or a, a thing with with a room filled with Christians, but to have unsaved people come in and hear the gospel. That's really what it's all about. And so um, in my personal family, my father has had Eagle season tickets for over 50 years. I think it's like 55 wow. uh, this coming season. And and every single Sunday when I go to my dad and say, hey, dad, you want to come to church? It's like, man, I can't, Lou. I got the, I got the game. <laughs> and so, so, you know, 700 level, man, they're <laughs> tailgating by 10. So they're leaving the house at 830. They're tailgating by 10. They're, 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 they're doing all, you know, everything in the part of the tailgate until the game, they're watching the game. They're, you know, they're, they're going back to the car, listening to the post game show and, 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 uh, and on the ride home, they don't get back sometimes to eight o'clock at night. And, and, and that's a 12 hour day. So it's, it, what was on my heart was if I can't get to the Eagles game and share the gospel with Eagles fans, what could we possibly do to get Eagles fans to come in to the church to hear the gospel that way? And again, when it comes back to both shows, this 700 level show, you know, I have friends, I have uh, my father, family, I have my father's friends who he would go down to the, to the games with uh, every single week when the Eagles were home. And it's like, what can we do 
to get that to them. And, and this was an event and, and, you know, I'll never forget when I, when I told my dad, I said, Hey dad, would you, uh, would you come to hear Brian Dawkins speak at the church? Like he, he, <laughs> my father who is, is, is introvert, stoic, Italian <laughs> businessman dropped his pen and said, he, he looked at me, he said, son, I want front row. I want whatever VIP you can get. He said, if you're running this event, I'm out. He, he said, how many Eagles games have I taken you to over the years? And I was like, a lot. And he's like, he's like, I'm in. My buddies are in. You just tell me when I need to buy my ticket. That's awesome. As you're talking about this, I'm getting so I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting so fired up. I can't wait to do this because it's kind of the heart of what Faith on the Field is and, and what we started six years ago because yes. our goal has been to be on sports radio stations and, and we've been fortunate enough to, to be on as many as I believe 12 or 13 sports radio stations across the country. And oftentimes uh, I have different Christian radio stations reach out and I say, yeah, I have no problem having the show on your station, but my goal is is the secular community. I'm trying to reach mm-hmm. people through sports who wouldn't ordinarily hear. I, I, I and it may not be true that it's always Christians listening to Christian radio. Somebody may be tuning in, but that's not my right. target. My target is that secular crowd, the sports fan, those who are tuning in, who want to hear a conversation about sports, and we give them a little bit of Jesus. So I love this idea when when you came. For when you came to me with it and, and presented, I was like, "This is this is awesome." And for those who are outside, the, who are listening to the show right now, outside the Philadelphia, South Jersey, the, the tri-state area across the country, who don't understand what the seven hundred level is, the seven hundred level. I had season tickets, Lou, in the seven hundred level when I was in a teenager, uh, early mm-hmm. years of college. So it was a veteran stadium. I had seven hundred level. There was about as high as you can go. The cheapest seats. The rowdiest, loudest, most obnoxious fans, and we all know what the Philadelphia uh, fan base is like. But it was it yeah. really gave a true home field advantage. Did you ever sit? Did you sit in the seven hundred level at any point th- throughout your life? Do you have any experiences, any memories of, of being in the seven hundred level? I'll tell you, my number one is the 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 Emmett Smith fourth and one. He did it again. Barry Switzer ran a fourth and one handoff to Emmett Smith for whatever reason they they got a do over. I, I think there was a, a a flag, not a flag, but a stoppage. They did it again. Eagles stopped them in their own territory and, and were able to kick a field goal and, and go on to win the game. Do you have any? No, absolutely. Yeah, um, this is good. Going down and uh, with my dad, uh, and I remember that game. They they gave him a timeout. Actually, uh, Coach Switzer for the Cowboys. He said they called a timeout for That's the snap. That's right. Yeah, and 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 so just uh, just being in that a- atmosphere and just just you know you're streaming that you're doing E A G L E S Eagles <laughs> and this one section's fighting a section across the the way. And when I say fighting, I mean just you know you're, you're trying to out volume. Yeah you know, the sides of the stadium, uh, you know, they're screaming Eagles and the defense and, you know, growing up, like, you know, you, when you said you were a teenager, the same thing with me, like I, I grew up watching Reggie White, Clyde Simmons, Seth mm-hmm. Joyner. I mean, these defenses were serious. Um, and, and, you know, watching you, you say sack a quarterback and people jumping up and you're hugging people you don't even know and high-fiving. And it's just, there's such a, a camaraderie, um, you know, about that type of fan, that that fan base with the Eagles, that it's just, 
you know, when, when, when I came to Christ later in life, you know, to switch back to the event, it's just, those are people that you're like, I know the Lord loves them. Mm-hmm. And, and what can we do? Like, let's think now. And, and so when you're saying, when you're saying, Hey, Dawkins is the one of the, the favorite Eagles of all time, probably the favorite athlete in Philly of all time of, of just, you know, situations of, of who people have watched over the years and admired his passion. And if you could put the 700 level into a football Jersey, that Jersey would be 20 <laughs> with Dawkins on the back. And so absolutely. So with the passion and the fire and the desire to win and, 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 um, so, you know, just, just all the 700 level that, that those things are just, it brings back like childhood memories with my dad and, and, um, you know, just the many different players that have come through and getting to watch them. It's just a a special part of, of the life of an Eagles fan. Yeah, absolutely. When I think back of my experiences in the 700 level, and, and at that time, it was obviously before I came to know. It, it was when I say I was a fan of Christ, I didn't. I wasn't really a follower. So it was before I came to accept Christ and, and know what it was like to be a follower. Um, I, I saw things, I heard things that I experienced for the first time in, in that 700. And if I could just take that crowd and, and put them into a setting like this, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And, and that's the thing about Doc, because while he was playing, I, I knew he, he was a, a believer, but he wasn't as outspoken in his, he had so much that he was going through and, and it wasn't until he retired and was about to give his Hall of Fame speech that he came out and spoke against or spoke about the the mental health issues that he suffered through. And and, and I, I think it's pretty cool that we're doing this event in June when May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So certainly Doc and I will talk about that. And, and when we do, it, it's one of those things, Lou, where I will never tell anyone never to seek clinical help for anything that they're going through, through mental health. But I always say, have you tried the Lord? Have you tried Jesus? There's an answer for you somewhere, somehow. So I'm sure there's going to be people in the crowd who may be battling something. For Doc, it was depression. For for others, it could be an addiction. It could Whatever it is that you're going through, have you tried the Lord? And, and that's the only thing that I, that I want to convey is it's it's an opportunity to see how your relationship, to get to know someone who is the answer, Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm really excited for that. Now, Doc is a guy, Lou, who you alluded to. I think he might be the most popular, well-liked, well-respected. I, I don't think he's ever, and he left Philly. He went to Denver. I don't know that he was ever, he would ever be booed in Philadelphia. I would put Chase Utley in that category. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I got to go as far as, as guys that uh, in our generation, right? I, I can't go back to uh, Wilt and, and, and the Richie Ashburn era and those guys. And I think the fan base is more passionate now than it's, it's bigger and more passionate than it's ever been. But he's sure. a guy who didn't win a championship, and obviously it's it's something that it's a team sport, played in a Super Bowl, but didn't win. But I, I don't know that there's anyone more revered in the city of Philadelphia. You would agree, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Um, just, uh, I said it earlier, but uh, just his passion, the way he played, um, how he gave everything he had. I mean, you never saw the guy taking a playoff like in, in the media, there was never a comment of negativity toward the city or anything of, the, of those natures. I just, 
I think back to again being being at those games. I was at the Pittsburgh Steelers Eagles game when he basically jumped over another human being yes. and stripped sack Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> yes. and then had the presence of mind to recover the fumble. Yeah, <laughs> and and then I just again my my stoic introverted Italian father. I looked at my dad. I said, "Was that the greatest play you've ever seen?" And in mid sentence, he said, "Yep." <laughs> and 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 just just you know on a blitz which obviously Philadelphia fans love the blitz takes the block knocks that guy down jumps over the the tack, offensive tackle like strip sack and then gets the fumble it's just like that guy <laughs> he's unbelievable like As you said player, earlier the epitome of Philadelphia oh my goodness because there if any fan could have taken the taken a play and actually played on that down that you know they obviously physically wise couldn't do it but like mentally in their head that's the play that they would want to want to want to do with the amount of effort and the passion behind it and um yeah he, he's loved he is truly loved and um just people are thankful that he was an eagle and um and i think you you alluded to a little earlier with even some of the the, the challenges that he faced personally being open yeah. that just makes people just see he's a real guy and, and, um, you know, to your point earlier is, is, you know, part of this event, as we, we talk about these things is that, um, you know, we appreciate about talk is that, you know, certain, there are certain things that the world's offer and the world offers as far as the challenges we face and they can help, but the Lord's the one who can heal. And so seeing that, seeing that doc truly trusted in Christ with his life and, and bounce back now, you, you, you truly see it from not only an athletic side, not only the passion side, not only the people person side, but now on the side of eternity as well. And you just look and you say, yeah, that, that is, that is complete. And, and so we are, we look forward to hosting him and, and yourself and, and being there. And, and really the event is a celebration of what God has done for us. Yep. And uh, we have the opportunity to share that with others. We, we at Valley Forge Baptist, we kind of have the motto that the only way salvation can get any better is if there's more people to share it with. And so Amen. we hope that this event, that this event is used to glorify God and uh, fulfill the Great Commission, which Pastor Wendell started that as the church's uh, mission 39 years ago. The, the game I remember about Lou Dawk playing was the I covered this game, the Houston Texans 2002, where he had he a fake punt. He caught the touchdown pass on a fake punt. He had a fumble recovery. He had an interception and he had a sack. I, I don't know if yeah. he's the only. It was it, they called it like the quadrifecta game. It's one of the most rare things ever. But that that's the kind of talent that he was on on the field and off the field, a tremendous person. Uh, it's it's a night with Brian Dawkins. I, I love this. It's a noble cause. All proceeds from a night with Brian Dawkins, they're going to go toward, as you said earlier, building a fresh water well in, Zimb- in Zimbabwe. Saturday, June 10th, the VIP meet and greet experience is already sold out, but there are some tickets remaining for the main event at 6 p.m. So uh, people can still get those tickets how can they sign up? How can they register? What can they do, Lou? Yeah, so if anybody's interested in tickets, we, we encourage you to go to valleyforgebaptist.org slash Dawkins, and that'll take you to the landing page and info about the event, and then you can go with tickets from there. Um, the tickets you can, are downloadable right to your phone, so you'll be able to do that. And I encourage, I encourage if, you're, if you're not a churchgoer and you're an Eagles fan, listen, you're going to get an hour with Brian Dawkins in the same room talking about his career and taking you into the huddle of some of your favorite 
favorite place. If you're, if you are a Christian, I encourage you to use this as the, as a woman at the well moment. If you grab a ticket and you go the extra mile and you get a ticket for that coworker or that neighbor or that family member that you know is an Eagles fan and bring them along, we're going to, we're going to share the gospel. And on your ride home, you'll have a chance to answer questions or see what they feel about the entire event and, and use that as, a, as an open door to, to evangelize your faith as well. And so we look forward to seeing everybody on June 10th. It's going to be a great night, and we'll uh, see you all there. Lou, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your time and, and all your effort to bring this event to Valley Forge Baptist. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. I'm pumped up, fired up about it. Can't wait to be there with Brian Dawkins on June 10th. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. That's it for this week. Thank you to Brock Purdy and Lou Lapore, and thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage.